This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Uh, obviously, uh, the issue of pipelines is uh, never really far from the headlines, certainly here in Alberta, very much concerned about the, the future of the energy sector, everything that's going on right now in the industry, and how important it is to get pipelines built, and especially pipelines to, to Tidewater. Uh, so right now, there's uh, a pending decision from the federal government on the Trans Mountain, the Kinder Morgan pipeline expansion. Uh, and then there's Energy East, which is uh, making its way through the NEB regulatory uh, process. The hearings have been taking place. We saw that uh, gong show in Montreal where you know, protesters had, had stormed the, the proceedings and they were canceled. And then there was the issue with... Uh, the, the panelists and a potential conflict of interest. And so that, that's kind of gone off the rails a bit, it seems. So sometimes it's, it's hard to be optimistic when it comes to the, the future of these projects, although there have been stories recently that would indicate that maybe the federal government is close to saying yes on, on Trans Mountain. Ultimately, that's how we'll know whether any approach to pipelines has, has failed or succeeded, whether they get built. Ultimately, it's up to Ottawa. Now, the new Democrat government in Alberta has, I suppose, tried to make it easier on Ottawa to say yes by making a great show of the, the new environmental policy that they've introduced or are planning to introduce, including, obviously, the, the carbon tax. Too many, though, the fact that there is still ardent opposition to these pipelines suggests that not everybody's impressed, that maybe we don't have that, that social license. That, that we were promised. Joining us uh, to talk more about it is uh, Leela Sharon here, who is the Wild Rose MLA for Chestermere Rocky View and uh, co-authored a, an op-ed over the weekend of the Calgary Herald. Leela, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Um, I'm great, uh, but happy birthday too, by the way. Oh. <laughs> 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 All right. It's a great um, way to spend my birthday with you. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Okay, so, um, yeah, I, I look, I, I, sitting here today, I don't know if Trans Mountain is going to get built. I don't know if Energy East is, is going to get built. To me, it's up in the air. Why are you saying, though, that, that this approach uh, has failed? Well, I think, are we talking about the uh, social license approach? Is that sort of the direction that you're heading in, or are you speaking to the climate action council? Well, which, which part are you saying has failed? Well, I think if we look at it from the fact of, of social license, um, we're looking at a process, the NEB process, which consults with communities, um, especially, I mean, all of the communities that are impacted by pipelines. We are, we're talking about a group that does extensive work that, I mean, if we're talking about social license, I mean, I would assume that that would, inc- that that would be including all of those consultations, talking to people whose backyards it's in. I mean, we can all talk about the, amount of, the immense amount of work that was done by the process. I would assume that if we're talking about social license, that that has, that has already occurred, that, that anything that happens that is talking to those groups, that is engaging with them, that is having deep conversations about the importance of what is happening in their backyard, if we're talking about the definition of social license, the NEB has gone, I think, has done exactly what it was supposed to do in regards to that. And I, I mean, if we're talking on the flip side of that and uh, about the climate action plan, I just don't understand how, how when we're the typical Alberta family is going to pay an extra thousand dollars a year, how in any way that that's going to help this pipeline suddenly get built? It just it doesn't add up for me in any in any way. 
And I, and I have to say, just being on the ground with everyday Albertans, just with the people that you talk to every day, I don't think most Albertans understand it either. Okay, well, here's here's my proposition because I mm-hmm. think the the NDP carbon tax is is flawed in many ways. Uh, mm-hmm. I I support in principle the idea of of carbon pricing, but I I think they missed mm-hmm. the mark in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I do think it's it's reasonable and rational to say, what can we do to make it easier for Justin Trudeau, who's the prime minister, to say yes to these pipelines? Is isn't that a fair question to ask? Um, I, I actually, you know, I think it's an extremely fair question. The only way to actually make it easier for for our, for our prime minister to do that is to actually give him the ability to say yes or no. And the only way to actually do that is for the NEB to be able to do its job and to do its mandate. And that those processes, I mean, if we look at the process, the process is set out so that the prime minister and his cabinet have the ability to look at all of the information that has been put forth purely, purely based on technical and purely based on Canada's best interests. And and all of those things that we talk about every single day, about environment, economy, um, about the importance to people, about making sure that these are safe, that is all included in all of those discussions. And I actually, to, to go on like what you were talking about, the flawed process just with the, um, with the carbon tax, I actually think part of the flaw is that like for example, they they had the um, they had the panel that came through right for the uh, Transmount pipeline during I think it was during the stampede, and I was there. Mm-hmm. And what I found really really interesting about that is that the panel was just taking information, but they actually didn't start the entire discussion off with what the NED's mandate is. And in in Alberta, you know we're fairly savvy here. We we understand those other things, but other provinces where there's fear about these things or we're not they're not sure about. The process or how it's going through. I think that they did a humongous disservice to Canadians by not actually bringing forth the education about what the NED's mandate is. And part of that fear and those concerns comes from not actually understanding that. So that's a humongous part of the flaw. And if you actually want to make things easier for legislators, let's start out with educating people appropriately and properly right from the get-go. Because, you know, for, for somebody like me, I mean, I'm marinating in this all the time, right? Sure. Like your life revolves around every little nuance and every aspect. For the average Albertan, for the average Canadian, we owe them. We owe them that much to understand what that mandate is, what the expectations are, and, and, and where we're going with this. And this is about prosperity for all Canadians, not just Alberta. Okay. Um... The concept of social license, I, I hear this word a lot. I don't know what it means either, but but I would say mm-hmm. that it's not a term that the premier often uses either. I've never heard the premier say that social mm-hmm. license means that environmentalists will stop opposing pipelines. <laughs> so what, 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 what do we take it to mean, first of all? Well, in my understanding of the definition of social license, we're talking about making sure that appropriate consultations are done with the people. And generally, from my understanding, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding is that it's about specifically mining and other large form types of air, you know, where you're actually impacting environment and the, the nature, the layout of the land, all these kinds of things. So social license takes into consideration the backyard of the people where these large projects are going on. So um, if we're talking about 
pipeline specifically in social license. You're right. Like I, the term, the term kind of has just popped up and been. It's kind of like a lot of the other buzzwords that you hear out there these days. There's a ton of talk about it, but I don't think most people understand where that's coming from. And if you want to, I mean, again, this is just the way that I see it. But I, how do you buy social license? Like, how do you buy your way into a person's conscience? or into uh, conscientiously doing what's right on behalf of the energy industry, environmental stewardship, how do you, with good conscience, charge the average Albertan family $1,000 a year in order to pay for license to create a pipeline? I mean, it doesn't, does that make it safer? I don't think so. I don't think that that $1,000 a year on Albertan's behalf her family buys us a safer pipeline. These are all based in technology. This is all based in knowledge. This is all based in having a group of people who actually understand how this works. That's why it doesn't, it absolutely makes zero sense. To okay, me but, but, any, but any policy, whether it's a price on carbon or regulations that, that's designed mm-hmm. to reduce emissions is going to entail cost, right? Well, sure. But if we're talking about, uh, that's a really, really good point. If we're talking about reducing emissions, well, then you need to have some accountability measures there to show that that actually works. A thousand dollars a year, we, I would think if we're talking about making sure that this is working, I would assume that Albertans would want to know that there's metrics there to prove that this is actually working. I mean, if we're, we're actually, I mean, when we're talking about carbon tax, we're talking about, at least as far as the government has put forth, it's about bending the curve, right? Bending behavior. So I, to go back to what you were saying is that if we're looking at the cost, then the cost has to produce an end result that shows people that this is actually working. And absolutely, without a shadow of doubt, there's no accountability measures in any of the climate action plan to show Albertans that the money that they're paying into this particular project is actually going to do anything to help bring forth the, the, the end result, which is either to bend behavior or to purchase social license, or whatever you want to call it. There's there's no accountability Okay, but I mean, that's part of the point. We don't know yet. If we get to 2019 right. and and work is underway on building Trans Mountain, or expanding yeah. Trans Mountain, let's say that that's yeah. the reality by 2019, do you think mm-hmm, that Rachel mm-hmm. Notley will be able to claim credit for that? Well, I guess if that's important, quite frankly, I, I, between, I, I, don't, I don't think any of us here care what government does it. This is not a priority of who or where. I mean, if, if, I, if I cared about that, I certainly would not be putting forward ideas to, to hopefully help and engage in discussions with people to make it happen right now. Because whoever does it right now, if they receive credit for it, quite frankly, I don't care about that. If, if Rachel Notley needs to claim credit for that, well, then all the power to her. I don't recall her ever saying that. But quite frankly, I... That's not, that's not what's important. Okay, but to me, it's just it's the flip side of it. If we're going to get to 2019 and neither of these pipelines are being built, I, I think mm-hmm. the government's going to bear a lot of blame mm-hmm. for, for uh, this policy approach, which was supposed to help deliver pipelines. It's just that that's the risk of making that argument that if they do happen, it's going to make it easier for her to claim credit. Well, again, like if I, if I could suggest again that if they're not being built by 2019 and if we have the privilege of being in government, that is just going to be a humongous detriment to anybody going forward here. I would hope, I mean, based on what the Premier's comments have been so far, I would assume, based on that, that she is behind having these pipelines built. Now, we may have different methodologies of how to get from point A to point B. Um, if, if they're not built by then, the critique will, and I mean, and I, to tell you the truth, I feel so privileged to even be able to critique on any side of these things, but 
the critique will be, what could have we done differently? It's the same critique that goes on right now at the federal level for previous governments and anybody else who's come in, is what, what should have been done differently? How did, I mean, the question of social license, all these other things, like, is, is that going to claim responsibility? I don't know. To tell you the truth, the most important thing right now is that we get them built. What, whatever that process is, the getting out of the way of the NAB process is the only way to make sure that these happen, that that process, the diligence and everything that goes into that, that is a national project that the prime minister has ultimate say on, is, is ultimately the process here. Who, who's right or wrong or how we get there? Your, your guess is as good as mine, tell, to tell you the truth. Because, um, I, I, like I said, my approach would be and has been slightly different. I believe in being very vocal, being a very proud Albertan, touting our resources at every opportunity that I get. That's just the way that I would go about it. All right. Well, people can uh, find the piece. It was uh, you and Prasad Panda uh, writing mm-hmm. together, uh, calgaryherald.com. It appeared over the weekend. Uh, Leila, thanks for making some time for us here today. appreciate it. I so appreciate you having me on, Rob. Have a wonderful day. You too. And happy birthday okay. again. There you go. Leela here is the uh, Wild Rose MLA for Chestermere Rocky View. Uh, her thoughts on the concept of social license and uh, whether that approach has failed. 974-8255. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.